0: Judging Book Covers podcast, a bi-weekly book club podcast where I bring on two guests to read a book suggested by one of the guests. This week I'm joined by Stephanie Cortez and Ileana Garcia and we read The Other Bowling Girl by Philippa Gregory at Stephanie's Suggestion.
1: How are you guys both doing? Doing good. I'm glad that I have someone to talk to about this book because (laughs) no one else I know has read it. (laughs) Are you serious? Yes. Oh
0: that is a good reason to So I'm always amused by what people are picking and that is a new reason I like that um yeah this was my
2: fourth time reading it so I was happy (laughs) this is my first time reading it and I thought it was great oh I'm glad I was Um, also a little
1: worried that you weren't gonna like it
0: (laughs) (laughs) so Stephanie when did you first read this
1: book Um, it's been a few years and I, I have read it a few times. Um, I honestly don't remember. I was trying to remember the other day how I found this book. Um, I know it was before the movie came out because I watched the movie because of the book and then didn't like the movie. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We can get into how much we
0: just
1: like that. Um, so yeah, I honestly don't remember, but it was definitely probably, probably over five years ago. Um, when I first read it.
0: All right. It's obvious what this book is about, unlike a few others that we've had in the past. So, Ileana, I'm assuming you weren't thrown off by what it ended up being about.
2: Uh, no. I I did, for a second, thought, I I will say that, um, I don't know if we're getting into this right away, but I thought the other Berlin girl was Anne and not Mary.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so, have you seen the movie? I have seen the movie. Okay, yes, the movie makes it very much about Anne, and the book is not (laughs) about Anne. Uh, Well, I mean, it is about Anne, but she is not the other Bolin girl, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. There are moments where it feels like she is the other, and then you remember history, and like, oh no, (laughs) this is going to turn around.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes, there's a few times where it's like, Anne, don't worry. (laughs) Um, So for a quick synopsis of for anybody who has not actually read this book, Uh, It is a historical, quote-unquote, fiction, uh, romance fiction, about Mary Boleyn's life. Um, And she was the mistress. She was the mistress of Henry VIII, uh, long before her sister became Queen of England. So it is the story of her life, envisioned by one Philippa Gregory. Um, There are a lot of inaccuracies, but... It is still incredibly enjoyable. Uh, And it goes through from her wedding night. No, I'm sorry. It goes through from the beheading of the Duke of Buckingham all the way through to the beheading of Anne Boleyn. And this is um, number five or so of nine or ten now. There's an entire series about this. Um, But there is like one direct sequel that talks about Jane Seymour and... Who was queen after Jane Seymour? It, whoever was queen after Jane Seymour, um,
2: and Anna I think Cleves? yes, Anne of Cleves. And then it was um, Elizabeth Parr, no, Jane Parr. K- no,
1: Catherine Howard came. Yes, oh. Catherine oh, Howard, because she, she was also... the other one beheaded. Yes,
2: <laughs>
0: yes, um, and I think I don't know if there is a book about that yet because I know the one that is coming out in August is about the woman who took over while uh, before Mary took over or became queen, took over. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this is, I, I think, arguably her most successful book. I think it is the most well-known, although I think uh, the White Queen that just came out on HBO or Starz, Showtime, one of those, is another one of these books.
1: So is that the one that ends with the two boys in the tower? Yes. Okay, because yes. I've I've read a few of of hers. I read I know <laughs> I read that one. I
0: own a few. The only one I've read is this one and the Bowen Inheritance yep. one. I've read that one. It's team. been a while.
2: But.
0: Yes, not as good. A lot about George's wife. Yes, um, making right. her very sympathetic. Right.
2: <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um So let's get into this. Uh, I think it is an agreement that we all kind of adored this book. (laughs) Yes. yes. Um,
1: Keep coming back to it. (laughs) And then it usually turns into me reading the rest of her books.
0: (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Or the
1: rest of the ones that I have anyway. Yeah.
0: So is this one your favorite or um, which other ones do you really like? Which one of the ones would you recommend?
1: I really liked The Queen's Fool. Um, Okay. Which is about Queen Mary's rule after all is said and done with the Bolins and the you know and Henry dying and everything. Um, right. I think it might go a little bit into Elizabeth one, but I don't remember. Um, I did like that one, and then I liked the Virgin's Lover too, um, which was about um, that was Elizabeth.
2: Yeah. Ooh, yeah, okay. that one. That one I might have to pick up because that sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I,
0: um, have, yeah, I've only read two, I feel like I have read a third, but I could not tell you what the third one is off the top of my head, um, but I think I've collected them, and they're all still at my mom's house, because uh, I went looking for my copy of this and could not find it, oh. um, which was a little unfortunate, um, so I ended up doing this one in audiobook, which is 23 hours long. Oh, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> It was very long. There's actually an abridged version that I'm actually, I think it's around six hours. So I am a little curious as to what is taken out. That's a big difference.
2: (laughs) That is a huge difference. Um, Maybe they took out all the court poetry. Oh God, maybe.
0: (laughs) There were a few times listening to this. I, I remember the first time I read it, I was absolutely in love with the entire story, with the entire Tudor family, the entire Bolin family. Um, And this time around, I was like, okay, okay, let's get past this.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Come on.
0: But I think it's still a decent representation of court life uh, and the kind of fluff that it was.
2: I mean, when you You have that much time on your hands, you don't really have anything to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, they really, really didn't. I mean, there were, what, plays every night or every week? Something like that? They were
2: like they were yes, selling shirts that for the tapestry. Porch.
1: that tapestry yes. oh my god oh gosh sounds impossible <laughs> <laughs> i would have screamed <laughs> yep.
0: just
2: from yep. boredom um well especially when they said like there was the whole sky left to do yes, yes. Just just embroidering blue for the rest oh god, of your yeah. life <laughs> this is
0: why i had to get out of cross stitching i felt oh. the same way about cross stitching i was never quick enough about it um so I always felt like I was stuck on one color and I can't do that. <laughs> so crochet is
2: now more up my alley because I can switch colors easier. <laughs> but, uh... I will say that one of the things that struck me about the book when I started reading it was how young she was when Oh, they started. God, yes. Yes. Um, and how much older they make her in any adaptation of this story. Yes. Yeah. Which, of course, I understand why. Because it's creepy. <laughs> yes. Very it's, much. <laughs> it's extremely creepy. But knowing that she was so young and knowing how old Henry was. I mean, he was a young king by, like, right. st- the standards that were around. Like, I know that the king of Portugal at the time was, like, almost, I don't know, what was he, like, 48 or 47?
0: Something like that, yeah. Yeah, he
2: was, like, st- like old by their standards. And mm-hmm. Henry was, like, 24? Uh, 20. Something yeah, he was definitely on. in his early 20s. Yeah, so, so the fact that she's, like, 14, I believe, at the beginning she's of the book. She is 12 at
0: the beginning of the
2: book. Oh, gosh, yeah. See, I raised oh, the age so it wasn't. I think she was 14. <laughs>
0: I think she's 14 when she starts sleeping with him. That might be what I'm thinking. Okay. I think she was, maybe she was married at 12.
2: Yes, that sounds about right. God,
0: my sister is 13. <laughs> I just can't, I can't think of that. Nope.
1: I have a brother Maybe who's 12, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. So yes, Mary is married, because I can't think of another word for married, uh, to William Carey. Yeah. Um, and almost immediately has caught the eye of the king. Now, do we want to talk about
2: historical inaccuracies? <laughs> you mean um, how it's riddled with them, or?
0: <laughs> 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 or like, do we want to get into to the ones that are a
1: problem, or... I, mean, I will can't. say I figured they would come up, so
2: yeah. I, I mean, they're definitely going to come up in certain parts where mm-hmm. like she deviates right. completely. But I guess the ones that bother me the most because I read this book and I immediately wanted more, as we all did, and um, started watching the Tudors, obviously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then yes. At, that's when the historical inaccuracies really bothered me because I was like, wait, nothing I read in the book is true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, unfortunately, um, I don't think her... She did have a son. She did have two kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I think she ended up having four before she actually died, um, which I think was still young by their standards back Mm -hmm. then. Um, But she did have two kids. I think it is honestly debated if the first child was Henry VIII, but I think it is accepted that her son was
2: technically not.
1: Yeah, because he didn't Um, recognize him as henry didn't recognize any of her kids as as his so
2: yes i'd be curious to see if so because i know in the book Anne ends up adopting mary's son as her own so that she can technically have a son to fall back on
0: um so i think the actual accuracy of it is that he was her ward
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, Uh, because he would have gotten a better education
1: Right, and that it was after um, William Carey died that that happened Right To try to like help out was my understanding
0: um, And he did do really well in life Like he, I can't remember what his final title was But he was definitely not um, Mary does end up poor and I think actually begging for money at one point Like they they make it seem like she ends up okay I don't think mm-hmm. she really did um, But he was well off and eventually taken care of and everything but I don't think he was technically the king's son. But that's okay, because he had an official bastard anyways.
1: He yes, did. Henry Fitzroy. <laughs> yes. Uh, With Bessie Blount. What a and name. And she does
0: not get much of a story. Does she, I, does she have her own book? She um,
1: should have her own book. Not that I know of, but you know what? She should. Philippa needs to get on this. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Poor Betsy. She's very, very forgotten throughout yeah. history. Wait,
1: she's mentioned. So
2: the son doesn't live very long, though. Which one? Her son? Yeah, Bessie Blount's son. He actually was king. But not for very long. I, heard, I thought he got oh, no, no, sick. No. He died at, like, what, 15? Yeah. 16? Yeah. But
0: I think either the book entirely forgets him or the tutors show, because I think we all sat down and turned on the Tudors after this. Yes. <laughs> I think the Tudors made it seem like he died as a child. Yes, they definitely, he definitely did. He definitely outlived his father. What else did you guys love about this book?
1: Kind of just... One quick thing that did always jump out at me Not something I loved, it's one of the inaccuracies That always kind of jumped out at me Was the first time I read it <laughs> I remember wondering why The Bolin family would marry off their younger daughter Before the older daughter Yes. And one of the things is that aunt, that Historians seem to agree that Mary was Older
0: Yeah, it doesn't appear that they can agree What year she was born yeah. But they do agree she was old Now was she the oldest child Or is George I, older?
1: think so if what I saw online it kind of looked like George might have actually been the youngest
0: that would make more sense Um, it is interesting because any other portrayal Anne and George are very close and Mary is not and that explains their closeness and why Mary tends to be a little bit more separate so um, and she did grow up in the French court both she and Anne did Um, and the stories go that she also bedded the French king. Yes. So, which is why Henry wanted her. (laughs) Because
2: when
0: you have everything, why not take something
2: else of someone else's? Mm -hmm. So. Especially since he was always, it seemed, they gave the impression that he was always trying to outdo the French king. Oh, yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, so, okay, I can't remember how long this book actually spans. Is it ten years? Um...
1: Ooh, like 10 or 12 remember. years,
0: and within that, we're friends with Spain and fighting with France, and then we're f- friends with France and then fighting with Spain, and I think it actually turns again at some point that we're friends with Spain and fighting with France, so, yeah, I mean, very true of the times. Nobody was friends with anybody, really.
2: So, it starts in spring 1521, and then the last chapter is um, 1536. Hmm. So 15 years. Okay. Which, um, whether or not that's... Helps. That's a long time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. Well, you know, what struck me this time reading it through, um, I did not realize how long Anne held off, like how long they actually courted. Um, which this book makes very clear, but mm-hmm. I think I glaze over dates for as right. much as I can. Um, but it was something like six years,
1: I think. Yeah. It was like six or seven
2: um, years. is a very very
1: long time
0: which like kudos to Anne for holding out for six or seven years i mean
2: and keeping his interest and keeping his interest yes um i felt like they portrayed the exhaustion of having to keep the king's interest
0: for very well
2: like she did um and that's definitely something that i could i could understand how that 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 could totally ruin her Um, in terms of energy and in terms of, like, health and just having to be on constantly.
0: And then thinking that you've won and everything's okay and you can settle down, and then it's like, oh, shit, I opened the door. Anybody can take this away from me. Right. Um,
1: Right. I agree. I really like how she wrote out the exhaustion. It was very clear, because I thought the idea of being in the court and having to just as, you know, like, one of the, the w- women or men you know basically everything they do or say is to keep the king happy and they're always worried if he's in a mood like that yes. sounds exhausting and to that on top of also trying to keep his interest trying to keep him from going off to another woman or giving up and just sticking with cat you know queen catherine it just exhausting
0: oh poor queen catherine i know oh
1: there is a book about yourself. her
0: oh is there yes you know um i am curious i don't think there is much of history or historians that portray her as anything but a wonderful God-fearing woman. Mm. Like, there is nobody that portrays her as lying or that she bore anything false. It is very clear that she was and should have been his wife. Now, I get that there's probably something in the Bible about, you know, don't sleep with a woman that your brother married
1: but yeah um
0: but, they but had, still like
1: queen Catherine, poor Queen Catherine. yeah they had permission from the pope i mean she yes. said that it wasn't consummated i think yes and i think that's maybe how they got the permission from the pope i i the, the book by Philip gregory about her is called the constant princess i do like that one a lot too oh yeah so basically i like all of them i do
0: own that one <laughs> i have not read that one but i do own it
1: yeah. It kinda goes from before she marries Arthur through that, through marrying Henry, and then um into a little bit of everything that starts happening with Anne. Oh gee. Gee. Yeah.
0: So let's see. So we have Queen Catherine who they were married for depending on if you want to go by Anne I think it was ten or fifteen years.
1: Um, I thought I saw I think they got married I wrote down 1509, but that seems really early. And then he married Anne in 32. No,
0: you're right. 1509. It was
1: 1509? That seemed really early. They were married for a very long time.
0: Yes. so she was 23 when they got married.
2: I could definitely see how that could make an impression on a young king.
0: Oh, yeah. So he was 17, she was
2: 23. And she had such an amazing, like she came from such an amazing family to begin with. Yes. And that fact that she ends up in English court just seems like a like she deserves so much better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, she is always portrayed very regal, mm-hmm. um, for the most part, very above it all. Yes, yeah, very surface. dignified. Very dignified. Um, there are a couple I don't like her portrayal in. I think it's the other bolin girl um, in the actual understand. movie.
1: I don't remember. Um, it is on
0: Hulu. I, oh. I did end up watching it because I was curious if I still hated it and I do. Yeah, you do. In okay. fact, <laughs> still hating it.
2: Um, Wait, who plays who plays her in the movie? I'm I'm so curious now.
0: Um I don't think it's miscast. I just think that the entire movie is is like they took the book and they said, "Cool, here's the base story. Here's what we're going to do with it."
2: Okay. Um yeah.
1: Because, Definitely some big differences that I yeah, did not care for.
0: <laughs> like they they make it seem like the Boleyn girls grew up at home, and that Anne was sent to court because she nearly killed the king,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that Queen Catherine can never keep her cool, and that Henry then rapes Anne. That was um, my biggest
1: problem with the movie. Was yeah? Was like, why why is this yeah. here? Why are we doing I, this movie? Think like I this... walked out. Ugh, that's
2: so Terrible. awful. Anna it's Torrance been a while since I've seen Torrance. this movie. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: okay, Anna yeah.
0: Torrance, yes. Okay. Who I don't know from anything else, I'm not gonna lie.
2: No, she's um She's a Spanish actress, so at least they got that yes. right. Yeah, they at least casted correctly there. Mm-hmm. And um, I've if I'm not mistaken, I have seen her in a novella, but I can't for the life of me remember which one. Oh really? Um I will, See here. I will kind of try and come back to this. But I've seen a lot of novellas in my life, and she just looks really familiar <laughs> to me.
0: Um, she has not done anything since 2011. I wonder why. Oh, wow. But yeah, she, that's the problem. That movie, outside of Henry VIII, was so well casted. I mean, you've got Scarlett Johansson. Okay, they could have gone for British leads in that sense. I do love Natalie Portman. I do love Scarlett Johansson, but they could have. Carrie Mulligan was, you know, a thing then. Um, I can't think of any brunette British, but there are plenty going through my head. I just can't think of any name. <laughs> it, it's not a hard cast. I still don't, but it's fine. Natalie Portman acted her heart out. She did. Scarlett Johansson got no screen time. Ah, oh, that um, was fresh. We had a unknown Benedict Cumberbatch and an unknown Eddie Redmayne. Um,
2: I, I do love that Juno that Temple was Jane Parker.
0: Yes. I mean, we have Jim Sturgis as as George Molyne, and why can't I think of his name that played either the dad or the uncle? Oh, shit. What is David Morrissey? Yes! I love him. He's from He's... North and South. I love him. <laughs> yes. He's also from um, Blackpool, which is totally worth watching because he and yes! uh, David Tennant sing. Yes! Um, These boots are made for walking. Which, if yes. you have not watched, just Google that. It's totally worth. I've definitely, scene right there.
2: I've definitely seen a little bit of Blackpool, and I do remember like the singing bits and the dancing bits, and that was just yeah. I need to watch Blackpool. I need to get around to doing that. It is a trippy show for sure. But anyways, yeah, this thing is so
0: well casted. Andrew Garfield's in it somewhere. He is.
1: Um, oh my god, I do I not think he remember plays, most of the. He plays
0: Francis Weston.
1: Um, oh. oh my gosh. Which like, I, yeah, to, like ugh, I don't want to rewatch it, but I feel like I need to now.
0: <laughs> it's one of those that are probably good for just turning on the background, turn it on quiet, and just be like, yeah.
2: oh, look, it's a young so-and-so. Yeah. Um, Apparently Alfie Allen's in it, too, from Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Yeah, as a, the king's messenger. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> you take away Eric Bana, you give it a new director, they really could have done something with this. <laughs> But I digress.
1: I think Eric Bana was part of why I wanted to see it, though. Kind of had a big crush on him. Had, have.
0: (laughs) I liked him. He ruined this and the time traveler's wife, and I don't like him anymore.
2: Wait, he ruined the time traveler's wife for you?
0: Yes, I hated the time (laughs) traveler. And it might have been in part because it was so close to this movie coming out. And by so close, I think there was like four years in between the two. But I was like, you have ruined one romance movie I love. You are going, Or one romance book. You are going to ruin a second one. And I hated that movie. Oh,
2: I, I kind of enjoyed that movie.
0: <laughs> I thought it focused too much on him and not enough on the wife. Um, okay. I could see that. But That's it's fair. also been a very long time since I've seen it, so... I kind of just been very angry.
1: Was that one based on a book too?
0: It is. It's actually, in my opinion, a very good book. Hmm. I'm sure there are people of higher literature that scoff, but you know what? I did my time. (laughs) I read my high literature.
2: Oh yeah. (laughs) I've got very, very, very little high literature in my library left. (laughs) I was like, I'm not trying to impress anybody. I'm good. Thanks. Right. No, I'm looking at all my school books are on one side of the room and then the
0: books I actually like are on the other side and then the books I'm really embarrassed about are in my bedroom. So <laughs> that's my book collection. Um, and then the ones from childhood are in my mother's house. Sorry. Mom. So what did we think of the actual character of Mary? Take away all the historical inaccuracies. Mary of this book. <laughs> Do we love her? Do we not? Does
2: she drive us nuts? I I really loved her. I feel like if I had... If I had had to read it from Anne's point of view, I would not have enjoyed the story as much. Mm. I feel like Mary's in a unique position in the book, anyways, um, as a narrator to just be able to not only give Anne's point of view but also the King's point of view from which from her experience with him, and um, she's also going to be in rooms where Anne, when Anne isn't, so you're going to be able to get like the reaction to Anne rather than just. Yes. Anne's very biased point of view I mean the character of Anne in the book seems very um, not necessarily vain but definitely very self-centered and self-absorbed for obvious Mm. reasons it's like for survival reasons but like doesn't see anybody else's point of view but her own whereas Mary seems at least to know enough to observe everyone and figure figure things out from their point of view to kind of like survive in her turn um right but I think they have very different um, points of view, but I, I appreciated Mary's because, I don't know, it was it was very enjoyable to read from Mary's point of view. And I think we could all agree that the way Anne is portrayed as a sister in this book is not very good. As a person, it's completely separate, but as a sister, she's like a terrible sister. Yes.
1: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Stephanie,
0: what did you think of Mary on this time around read
1: i definitely agree that she's the best narrator um one of my favorite parts um i think it's after she has both kids um i think she went to go back to visit them i think to heaver or wherever um and anne has caught the king's eye and he's courting her and blah 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 and um mary is in a room with queen catherine alone it's the two of them and they i think it might be after charles kidnaps the pope And it's something, like, where they have this interaction where Mary says, like, she kind of laughs, and she says, Anne called herself a storm-tossed maiden. And, like, they have this moment of (laughs) (laughs) both of them basically being pushed aside by Henry for Anne, but, like, sort of, like, a bonding moment between the two of them. So I really like that. And you wouldn't get that if it was Anne's book.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that is definitely still, no matter how many times I read this, that is one of my favorite parts because (laughs) it is the only time in this book that Catherine drops her dignified... Yes queenly stance and just kind of is like get a clue get a clue it's not going to happen
1: right she like lets herself kind of kind of mock (laughs) Anne a little bit like have a little bit of a joke you know Yes. (laughs) whereas every other time she, she she wouldn't do that um there are times sometimes when I'm reading it where um I get caught up in it like more after she has the second child and it's clear what Anne is doing um, or maybe when she's still pregnant with the second child, but either way, when it's clear what Anne is doing, that she's going after the King, like, come on, Mary, step up, go for him. You could beat <laughs> it. Cause just cause she, Ann is being so mean. <laughs> and then remembering this is not going to turn out well for Anne. Never mind, Mary, don't do it.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, um, always forget that she actually has time with William Carey. Ooh.
1: Um,
0: so that was a nice surprise. Um, I actually found it funny. So, the last time I read this, I did already have a Goodreads account, and I wrote something like, this is the third time I've read this, Mary gets dumber every time I read it, <laughs> and I had that same reaction again, where it's just like, bless Mary, you're right, she is a great um, narrator, because she notices everything, she doesn't process anything, though. Yeah, like,
1: that's true, like, when the cat, when the Pope gets kidnapped, George has to literally spell it out step by step. Who has yes. the Pope now? How is he related to the queen? Like, yes, that's a little, like, I feel like you should get it.
0: <laughs> what is your last name?
1: What is right. your family?
0: You know, and then spelling it down the line. Yeah. But I always look forward to when she and um, her second husband get together. Cause I don't know. I read this the first time at 18, I think. And the The idea that someone could find true love, and I think it is pretty much agreed on because she ended up so poor and married the second son of a family, um, they were very much in love. And it just, it's still every time I'm just like, you go, Mary, you did yes. all this shit. You grew up so quick. You have had two kids with the king. Like, just go have your moment in the sun. Yes. Um, and because they give her such a happy ending, you know, they don't make her starving on the street. Right. So.
1: I was actually kind of sad when the her husband died. Um, yes. I forgot when they, they kind of got back together. <laughs> um, yeah, After I totally the king pushed that. her so, aside. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, although the first time that they're together alone after that, it's not a good moment. He's being very Mm-mm.
0: no kind of yeah, rapey
1: he- vibes from him where I was like, oh, wait, is this yes. where this is going to go? That's not where this is going to go. <laughs> Luckily, it doesn't. Um, and then yes. they find each other again. Like, they find their relationship again, basically. I really so like I, that a lot.
0: Yeah. It made it a little bit more heartbreaking when he dies. Yeah. Uh, my second favorite character after Mary, because really, this is thankfully a book where you were supposed to love the main character, uh, is George, hands mm. down. I hate when he's not really portrayed in Tudor stuff because George, in my mind, is very much the... Uh, flighty and fun-loving um guy that he is in this book um he's doing stupid stuff flying way too close to the sun Mm. and doesn't care because his sister's on the throne um and his death has always affected me more than Anne's has
2: oh yeah I could see that yeah, for sure. <laughs> Especially since, like, he's told his entire life that he needs to look after his sisters and do everything he can to advance them. Because he's not going to do anything, he's not going to be able to do anything on his own that's going to get the family where they are where they want to be. Like, they obviously are investing all their time and energy and money into the daughters to catch the yes. king's eye. And then, like, all George can really do is be friends with the king and he'll get tossed, you know, a dukedom or an earldom right, right. at some point.
1: But might get a little something here and there.
2: Right, exactly. And the fact that he's forced to marry Jane Parker. (laughs) Who clearly
1: seems like
0: I love that (laughs) because there's so little about her, but they really didn't have kids. So Mm. to make her such a villain is wonderful. Like she is vicious. Mm -hmm. She does not care. She is scorned. She is in a loveless marriage. And fuck all you guys.
1: She's not happy about it and she's letting no. you know.
2: Exactly. Um, and as she's... much as she tries, I love the fact that, like, George is like, she won't stop chasing me around the bed. Like, well, clearly she wants to get something out of this marriage. Right. Yes. It's like, give me a child and just let me be. Like, right. give me an heir. Um, Someone to take care of me when I, before, you know, when you die. Yes.
1: Right. <laughs> Which is going to be
0: soon.
1: Very, very soon. Well, I think George has one of my other favorite kind of lines. It's after Mary has the first baby, their daughter, and she comes back to court, and in front of the king, he says, oh, and how is the little princess? And then he very quickly covers that up, and he's like, oh, she's the empress of the nursery, and, you know, just to play it <laughs> off. I thought that, I like that. He's very he's quick on his feet, that
0: George. <laughs> very quick on his feet. Uh, unfortunately, to his demise, because he makes yes. those jokes, and they, everybody laughs, and then he makes one too many.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, let's talk about the really sticky subject do we think George and Anne had relations I. why am I making this cheerful <laughs> <laughs> the book <clears throat> so it is true that he was beheaded um, under the pretense that there was an incestuous relations as well as treason um, I, I you know obviously no one in Really knows for sure. This book even still is a bit vague as to whether or not there were relations, but I think it is heavily implied that Mm. there was, which thankfully the movie does not. Yes. Um, (laughs) We'll give you a rape scene. We will take away the
2: incest. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Both suck. Um, (laughs) I definitely had, and this is where Mary being not so smart and a little dumb and a little naive came in handy because she was just like watching them like hold each other and watching mm. them like comfort each other like oh did we go too far trying to make this happen for you like and she's just like and they're holding each other really close and they said something to each other i couldn't hear and i'm just like oh mary
1: mary you just don't even know
2: but i i get where she's
0: mary's an idiot i i can't offend her too much but there is a time that she and George are curled up and end up falling asleep in a bed mm-hmm. and his wife comes in and he's like what we're you know siblings sleeping in a bed it's no big deal so I kind of get where she's like they didn't do anything because we don't do anything
1: yeah um, and we're siblings we wouldn't do that in... no yeah I do but, like yeah.
2: how, I do like how it's implied that like jane parker then goes and like spreads rumors that you know george is incestuous i think it's funny that they're spreading like she spreads rumors about george being incestuous with his sister or sisters but jane parker's not spreading rumors about george sleeping with other men yeah which at least in the book i just think that that's really funny like like it's more insulting to her (laughs) that he's sleeping with his sister and not her (laughs)
0: And she does know because there is a line. There is a couple of moments where she makes comments, but there is a line of something of if it's not your sister's, it's no woman.
1: Um, oh, right. She does make little uh, snide comments. Yeah, yes. that's right. But she's she definitely
0: does. not spreading it. It's yeah. The the reaction to George perhaps having emotions for a guy, for emotions. The reaction to him having feelings for a guy, um, <laughs> is so scandalous that Hmm. it's wonderful, but it's, that's the biggest scandal of all. It's not you know, that his sisters are whores. It's, he might be in love with a man. Right. And I love it. Every time Mary's like, you can't love him like a woman. And he's like, I love him like a man.
1: I like that too. That he's just like, this is what it is. (laughs)
2: Yes. yeah, It is what it is. I did enjoy that. That was a very good line.
0: You guys wanted to talk about clothes.
1: Yes. (sighs) The clothes, yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> I love Those that clothes. there is... That the conflict between Catherine of Aragon Aragon, and um, Anne Boleyn is very clearly illustrated by the fact that they wear different kinds of hoods. Yes. Um, that, and like, if you're on Catherine's side... <laughs> exactly, like, if you're on Catherine's side, you're wearing the gable hood. But if you're on Anne's side, you're wearing the French hood. And... Whether or not one looks better on you than the other doesn't matter because you've got to show your loyalty right. to a, yes. like whichever rising star you can attach yourself to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and then it is adopted
0: again when Anne starts going out of favor for Jane Seymour, who adopts oh, back right. the Spanish hood. Yes. Um, which I am curious about. They're not really in the show. I need to look up pictures. No, the um, show does
1: not... Pictures.
2: The show does not look uncomfortable. (laughs) Yes. They both look uncomfortable. The show doesn't do a very good job of consistently. Illustrating the difference. Yes.
1: I think Um, I liked the French one more. It looked less uncomfortable, but
2: still
0: uncomfortable. And like
1: my hair wouldn't fit. (laughs)
0: Freer. Yes, Yes. definitely. You're
2: definitely smushing your ears. Oh God.
0: Yeah. yeah. It is not A, a woman of the court should not be comfortable.
2: At any point. Yep. Apparently not. Basically. just It just looks like... Okay, so the Gable Hood looks like they're wearing churches on their heads. Yes.
0: <laughs> that's the one that's like this, right? That's got the, like, three points. Yeah, it yes. goes, like, around okay. the face. Like, like, it goes like okay. this, and then it goes like this. Yes, okay. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like... it's like the church house that you used to build with your hands. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes.
2: It just looks, like, really stern and rigid and, and at least yes yeah. and at least the french hood just looks a little bit more like it's softer yeah yes it's it looks like more like a an elaborate headband that's what i was yes. thinking yes yes um and i could definitely see how you could make that look good but yeah the gable hood just looks like i am super catholic Yeah. yeah <laughs> because they are <laughs> yeah, exactly oh man and they do like in the different shows or like in different um like in the movie they have a couple of the gable hoods and yes they look extremely uncomfortable in the movie but there are definitely a couple mm. of other um British adaptations of this story in which they somehow manage to make the gable hood look like huge and like many many layers of just like cloth and structure and it makes their heads look huge whereas oh, the french hood just looks like <laughs> like more delicate and soft and so the, the contrast between the two just makes one look very like um just very stuck up and pious and self-righteous mm-hmm. and then the french hood's more like i like to have fun and <laughs> you know i'm easy because it's french
0: yes exactly ways.
2: <laughs> Yep. So uh,
0: does that mean that Britain doesn't have its own identity in the end? Because it is pretty much French influence versus Spanish influence in this book. Um, up until, you know, Jane Seymour. And I guess maybe it is Catholic versus non-Catholic
2: if you want to go yeah. that route. But they did have the collars. I don't know if the collars are English or they're coming from somewhere else. But That's true. Um, and I'm
0: assuming everybody wore corsets because mm-hmm. everybody wore corsets yep. until thankfully we learned that those crush your back. Yes.
2: <laughs> Not Among the other best things. things to be wearing. Yeah. Also, yes. yeah. So that brings us back around to the corsets in this book, mm. um, yes. the styles that was popular in this book where it was popular to have the corset sit like basically be completely flat against your torso and abdomen. And then it would shove your boobs up like this yes. oh sorry i'm like illustrating it. it's a podcast she's um, basically... pushing up to her chin that's all you need to be. exactly so they're basically shoving them up against their chin and that's that's really what's like getting yes. the men all hot and bothered um <laughs> what i want to know is how did they keep them from popping out because that's an awful lot of pressure <laughs> to be shoving them up that far and then how do they just not like pop out of the top <laughs> of that corset well, so she talks about a stomacha at one
0: point which I I wonder, let's see here.
2: Cause I know it's changed a little later on where then they were just like right under. Um. Yes. Yeah. So at one point, yeah, they dropped
0: underneath. I've won one, a couple that have gone across, but again, this is what the 21st century. So, you know, they've been adapted again to keep from, um, I guess they just were that tight because they did, they were also used to reshape to give the hourglass.
2: That's true. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then they had, like, the point on the bottom that went into the skirt.
0: Yes. So I think it really was honestly just that tight.
2: I, it's... it What's they, alarming to me is that then they would get pregnant and continue mm. to wear these things. Yes. Up until, like who like, who knows? I don't... That doesn't indicate that they changed their outfits. They just said that, like, oh, after a certain point, you know, right. things got a little tighter. Right. But I'm just, like, I'm thinking if it's... Because it's an elongated corset, which means it goes pretty far down. Mm-hmm. I just like maybe that's why their children kept dying. <laughs> but it is between that and the fact that they only drink
0: alcohol. Yes, yes, that,
1: yes, yes. Every time, every time she said he'd warm me up ale or whatever when she was pregnant when the, with the first yes. child. It's like, please stop drinking that. I was like, you're pregnant, stop. But Gosh, it's I'm, awful. I, I mean,
0: I, I'm not... My degree is in English, and even that, it's not in this time period. But is ale of the 1500s different than ale of today? Is it a lower alcohol percentage?
1: Hmm. Um, That's a good question.
0: So, if anybody knows, welcome to, to let us know, because
1: I have no fucking clue. Um, I, have I just, Definitely. I have a funny side story about... Um, buttered beer. Oh yes, from Harry Potter. <laughs> so I'm a big Harry Potter fan, and my friend George is as well. And one night we were all hanging out, and I don't know why, but we Googled butter beer. Like, is this where did this come from? Like, where did this idea come from for her? Oh, for the cool. Office? And they thought there was some website that thought it could have been inspired by buttered beer that they made in I think the 1500s. So I happened to be making a uh, pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving, so I had all of the spices for it. So we decided we were gonna make this buttered beer. It involves egg. And we learned the hard way that if the heat is up like it's said to be, as high as it's said to be, it's gonna cook the egg. So you'd have little egg bits floating in your buttered beer. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that sounds <not> so funny. <laughs> the first sip was like, okay, this is alright. The second sip with the eggs, like, oh no. <laughs> This is not oh, no. oh my god! <laughs> That's gosh. what I think of every time I think of like meat or ale or something from, yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, there's probably egg floating in it. Oh. There very well could be. <laughs> With spices. Oh. Um, for my friend Robin's twenty first birthday, we did. It was butterscotch schnapps and Ooh. root beer.
2: Oh yes, my god! I did that. Our...
1: Something <laughs> similar. Yes. yes. That is what butterbeer is to me.
0: And I don't want to
1: try anything else. <laughs> Butterscotch schnapps and cream soda was also very good.
2: <laughs> I have to try these things. I have not tried either yeah. one of these things.
1: <laughs> do not do the thing with the egg, though. <laughs> no.
2: No, but I'm wondering if... There's got to be, like, a slow heat. Yeah, there's yeah. got to be something where you can, like, very slowly heat it or... Right. Because I know in baking... Or it doesn't cook. Th- 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 in baking, there's, like, where you... The, I think it's the Italian meringue, where you do it yes. over heat. No, oh. and yeah, it doesn't do. cook it's the egg. Double
0: beater mm. or double boiler?
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe it's something like that. Um, and there are sweet omelets, which could work, maybe. Possibly. I still
0: don't want anything
1: chunky in my drink.
2: No, no. If it's chunky, <laughs> I, I agree. We tried to, to strain cut- it. Enough. We did, <laughs> and it didn't work.
1: Oh and no! Then we never, never got the guts to try it again.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, now I am very tempted. Maybe we will do this.
2: <clears throat> at some point
0: <laughs> do a meetup or something and, and
2: maybe get oh, drunk first. <laughs> if you, you could do like um a meetup of the guests from like the first six episodes and I have six cocktails for each of the books. Like a cocktail for so each cool. of the books. Oh, oh gosh. So yeah
0: this. this one would have to be some kind of meat or ale. Yes. Butterbeer works. That works Okay. <laughs> um we did they not drink commander. Quiet. They did. Oh they, they did do.
1: yes, yes, yes,
0: yes. Um, or, like a spiced wine. Ooh, like a good winter spice wine. Yes. Yes. That works. Yes.
1: Fully um, support this.
0: Book one it was Master and Commander, so definitely rum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> book two was Infected, which was an alien invasion that I felt like I needed to drink tequila the entire way through so I would forget it. So, tequila. So margaritas.
2: Yeah, for maybe? sure. Tequila I don't delicious. know.
0: <laughs> Something in Michigan. Zombie, zombie
2: margaritas.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we'll make them blue. Just yes. to go with it. Because um, it was blue triangles. Oh, God. Just got the skis again. That book. <laughs> um, book three was silk, which was very 90s goth
2: scene. So, uh, probably either like fake absinthe, which was like not the real <laughs> stuff that they were getting. Like, there's a lot of shitty absinthe in the 90s. <laughs> there we go.
0: Shitty absinthe. There we go. Um. Book four was a zombie book. I'm forgetting what it was. Bone Shaker. Um, and it was Seattle in the 1800s. So I have no idea. That might be actually the hard one. Um, and then we did Waylander, which is going to be some another mead. Fantasy yeah. mead. Um, <laughs> and then we did hard-boiled Wonderland, and The End of the Earth, which is a scotch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. okay, first of all, woo-hoo, that took skill. <laughs> I'm going to have to we make a We know it's it possible. possible. <laughs> that may actually have to become a question with every episode, is what is the drink for this book? I that is that such a fun, a fun <laughs> thing yes, to think that, about, for sure. That is that is perfect. Um, but I think of good winter-spiced wine. Yes. Good yeah. mulbeck with some fruit in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. now I really want a mole back
2: and it's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. I've um they don't describe the men's clothes as much in this book, but from what I know, they were like tights and very short like shorts and um, they had the sleeves which were separate from the actual like waistcoat. Not oh, really. Um really? Huh. Th- they there were some where they were attached, but there were others where it was just like you would have shirt sleeves, waistcoat okay. Um, collar, um, I could be getting this wrong, uh, but there, like, a lot of the jewelry was, was, they wore necklaces, they weren't necklaces, but they were, like, basically large necklaces, where they would go over their shoulders and, like, drop down over their chest and make them look all, whatever, because they needed to, (laughs) to peacock it up a little bit. And the fact that they did jousting in full suits of armor was just bananas to me. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. They did talk about bridging the sun. Oh yeah, I think
0: so. What was he wearing before?
2: Oh, I think it was just like a basically it was is not a dress necessarily, but basically just like a long gown.
0: It okay. Didn't so have any like pants went, involved. Yeah. So like a like wouldn't you think of kids' night clothes kind of thing? Like kind of log? like
2: elaborated, and then maybe it had like it was sewn like almost like an empire waist. They kind of actually looked like they looked like dresses
1: okay yeah interesting that's what i was picturing
2: because it's also they're also still like i don't know how toilet training worked back then that's very yeah. very true definitely yeah. easier to just like hike up a, a kid's <laughs> like skirt and just get him to go to the bathroom there's the whole point There's <laughs> <laughs> definitely like a lot less soiled pants involved when you just have the skirt. But yeah, in it's... old portraits of children from that era, they definitely, it's very hard to tell, apart from the length of the hair. And even then, okay. they didn't even start cutting boys' hair. Like Mary describes it in the book, like, oh, they're mm-hmm. going to cut his curls off. Yes. Um, so they all had, like, long hair. So it was really difficult when they were very young to tell the difference. Okay. Um, that makes sense. At least from and... the portraits that I've seen of that era. Still don't want to go look back then. oh gosh absolutely not (laughs) Um, yes
0: they had the sweating sickness which I was trying to figure out based on the context clues like what it was Um, I don't know if it's that when the plague came through or that was much earlier so is this like an off branch or is this like an illness that we have now is it the flu
1: for some reason I thought similar to the flu but I remember looking this up when I first read the book like what was this and I'm trying to remember I don't think it was the plague. I think that was separate.
2: I felt like I felt like the plague was—they called it a plague in terms of it was a sickness that mm-hmm. ravaged their population, and that that you know, like a biblical plague, that it was like sweeping through right. the nation. But it wasn't the plague. No, um, apparently, right. it was very different from the plague, and it was a pestilential fever.
0: Pestilence. Oh no! Wait, sorry, it is different from that. Let's see here. I did enjoy, I don't know if you guys got up to the part of the tutors where the the sweating sickness happens. Um, oh, yeah. But Not yet. They talk about <laughs> that if you're fine, unless, like, you start to think about sweating, and then when you start sweating, and that's when you get sick.
2: <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. It's like, it's all psychological. Like, there are people who, who wouldn't die if they didn't freak out about the sickness. And it's like, exactly. there are... There are people dying all over the country. How are people not supposed to freak out about this? <laughs> it's like. It's just they so... think it
0: was a hantavirus pulmonary syndrome. I have no idea what that means. I mean, other than pulmonary is in your lungs. It right. It's in
2: your lungs. I just remember them, like, bleeding them out with leeches and. Mm. Oh, it came from rats. Oh. A lot of those things came from rats. They had a yeah. really big rat problem back then. If they see if they had been hip like the Egyptians, they would have had more cats around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's true. It's so.
0: They definitely had dogs, mm-hmm. but there are not a lot of pets
2: talked about in this at all. No. Hmm. No. There's like Queen Catherine's dog that they they run after, yes. but that's about and it. the hunting oh, right. dogs. Yes, and the hunting dogs. Now if I can't. I'm getting confused now between the Tudor show and the book. Does Anne get the sweat? Yes. And mm-hmm. she did historically. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right, and she survived it.
0: Yes, in the book, she gets it. Um, I don't. So I know in the Tudor she goes back to Heaver. She gets it while mm-hmm. she's on her way back to Heaver. Um, her aunt, her maid collapses, and she catches her, and that's how she gets it. In the book, it's honestly from exhaustion, probably. Mm-hmm. Probably, she, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't sleeping, so. Um,
1: and then Mary's husband gets it, too, and that's how he yes. dies.
0: Yes. So fortunate. Yep. And now I can only see Benedict Cumberbatch as her husband, so. I, I have to watch some, I don't remember I, yes, this movie at all. To. Oh, I mean, they actually cut the entire husband dying out of the, the movie, I believe, um, because at least on IMDb, so I started debating this movie and why I was going to refuse to watch it. It's because there was a rape scene and then I was like, maybe there's not a rape scene. Maybe that's in the Tudors. So I ended up looking at the IMD page. There is a rape scene and they cut out the husband dying because someone was like, why was she with at Coverbotch and then left with Eddie Redmayne?
2: Like, what happened there? <laughs> so. Okay. It was definitely a downgrade, I'll tell you that. Oh, oh. shots fired. Yes. <laughs> Is it the red hair? It's not even the red hair. It's <laughs> it's that weird look on his face where he looks like he. Uh, what's the like? He's trying really hard to think of a word and he can't figure it out. <laughs> I know exactly like, what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's that face that he makes. <laughs>
0: I love him, but I have to admit that most of my love comes from watching his interviews on Graham Norton.
2: Yes, I agree. He's he's very lovable as a person. It's just that yes. the, the parts he portrays. Oh, gosh, yes. He's always <laughs> like, really quiet, too. Yes. Like, yes. like he feels like if people can, like, lean in and listen, they'll pay more yes. attention.
0: Like, I when I saw Fantastic Beasts, I yes. swear to God, I was like, just turn on the closed captions. I cannot understand that. <laughs> I can't do, like...
2: I enjoyed the movie, but I have no idea what he said half the time. Yeah. So, yeah, that was. I mean, I'm not gonna say I didn't enjoy it. Um, there are definitely parts of it I could have done without. Um, oh yeah,
0: it was long.
2: <laughs> yeah, and there were definitely um, instances where I could understand the direction they were taking the character. Um, just, God, talk, talk without looking at the floor. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> I get hyper- that he's an introvert. I'm, I'm an sorry. introvert and I don't, I don't, I don't talk like this. <laughs> like, they took like this, like, they, they, they took the stereotype of an introvert and just like, yes. this is what you have to do to yep. portray this character because this is what introverts do. It's like, who, what? This is such an outdated stereotype because, uh, but that's Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And yes. <laughs> not this book. <laughs> I still I still think that Benedict Cumberbatch is a upgrade from Eddie Redmayne. And I know I'm going to offend or not offend but upset a lot of people who disagree with me, but who I cares? Hate... they're both making it in Exactly. In the British yep. Hollywood. So in the American, as long as they just continue to speak in British accents, we'll be fine.
0: Yes, please stop faking American accents. We love your British accents. Just keep them.
2: Yes. Um, Some can
1: fake that better than others. Like, I love Charlie Hunnam, but I'll be the first to admit that his American accent did not get better throughout his seven seasons of Sons. No. (laughs) Particularly when he would have to yell. Yes. You could definitely hear. (laughs) could hear it.
0: (laughs) I was actually just watching Revenge, uh, which... I was willing to myself, I was going to get through all four seasons. I was going to get to the end of it because I really, really love the show and because they do not kill off my favorite character. <laughs> and the main guy that's in it, or one of the main guys, um, is British and had no idea the entire time watching it. And he was just in the TV show Time After Time playing uh, Jack the Ripper and has his British accent. And it's like, oh. no no, that's not, that's not real. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it is actually. He is, in fact, British or Australian. Oh, God, yeah. that's terrible. I think he's
1: British. <laughs> this <laughs> happened to me with um, Tom Holland, the new Spider-Man. Yes. I had only seen him in um, Civil War. So all of a sudden, I think it was Lip Sync Battle that he did with Zendaya. And he oh. starts talking. And I was like, hold the phone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> Definitely. So in True Blood. Yes. Um, oh, God. Re- where he's doing the southern accent, yes, and it's so overdone. And then you hear him talking in interviews, and he's got such a lovely British accent. Yes, he really oh. does. And it's like they could have just made him British. Like <laughs> they could have just made him <laughs> British.
0: Changed enough from the book series.
2: Exactly. They like they, they could have just made him made British because making that man speak with that that accent.
0: Ah, <sighs> <sighs> goodness. <laughs> of couples, let's go back to the big one of this book. Yes. Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn. Um, So, some of the criticism of this book is how Anne is portrayed. Um, That is, she is very vindictive, very Mm
2: -hmm. self-centered.
0: I like to think of a good combination between her on the Tudors and this. Because on the Tudors, she's a little bit more just fun-loving and kind of relaxed, but she's nicer. Um, She's caring. I mean, this one is a very cold-hearted bitch. Like, it is Anne or it is no one. Um, Yeah. Which I understand the portrayal. Like, you have the very contrasting characters. You have the very sweet and innocent Mary and the very cold-hearted Anne. Um, You could almost take this as a lesson for how you should be in life.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I, I definitely think that the justification, like, at least the way the book presents it, um, Philippa Gregory seems to make it, um, so Anne falls in love with, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Duke of Suffolk's son?
1: North, mm, North, Northumber, okay, yeah, wait, Duke of, yeah, yeah. somebody's son, yeah, Somebody Duke, Duke of Percy, son. yeah, yes, yes,
2: Henry Percy, okay, so she falls in love with him, and they're like, secretly get married, and they're in love, and, and it's almost like, At first, I thought she was only doing it because she was upset that Mary got married before her. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm going to make my own fortune. And it turns out that she's, like, doing this because um, the Duke's really powerful and she'll, like, find her own way to her own fortune. Because the family clearly doesn't care about her because Mary's the one that's, you know, screwing the king. Um, And when they take him away from her, like, her... Heartbreak really surprised me because I didn't think she really loved him and I don't think she realized that she really loved him until he's gone. I think um, you're right. And then the way it seems is that she goes to Hever. She's sent to Hever for this is her punishment. And she has all of this time to just sit and stew with these feelings. And she's like, I need to get back to court because I can, I I will go crazy here. And so she like in her mind sets her goal that she will never be in this position again where she's like sent away. That she will get enough power that she's never you know just rendered kind of like unnecessary right. um and i think that might be because when she comes back from heaver she's definitely different than when she, when she left like she was always very like brusque and speaking her mind and, and always like very practical and always like you know telling mary that she's being very silly mm-hmm. um but when she comes back from Heaver, she's definitely different. Like, she's definitely colder and more ambitious and more calculating. Um,
0: yeah, it's, it's like, instead of the Bull and Howard family being number one, it is now Anna's number one. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: It does seem like that experience, um, like, hardened her. Yes. Like you said, like, made her a little bit more calculating, more focused on getting the power so this can't happen to her again. Um and also to maybe get a little bit of revenge on those who played their part in taking her love away. Yeah. Cardinal yes. Wolles I feel like I always say his name wrong. I think um, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, getting a little bit of revenge on him because she got the king's ear and pushed the cardinal to the side. You don't have his ear anymore, and when you want to see him now, I'm here—the one that you exactly. said was not good enough for. I think he was the Duke of Northumberland. I want to say for Henry Yeah, I mean Percy. he was.
0: Basically the richest man under the king.
1: Yeah. And she would have been a duchess. So you yes. said I wasn't good enough for that. And now I'm going to be queen.
0: Exactly. Um, and it is debated over if this happened. I mean, Henry Percy's wife divorces him because mm-hmm. of the claim that he had married Anne Boleyn.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I, I, I really think that they're, they were in love. I mean, Either that or she was aiming too high, who knows honestly i I did break my heart that henry Henry, yeah, it was Henry Henry Percy wrote her a letter saying that he would wait and be by her side, and her mm-hmm. mom burns it. oh, oh god. And I was just like we could have saved Anne, this could have yes. been okay.
1: The parents in this book oh, <laughs> oh
2: God, terrible,
1: oh, awful, yes we lose our children as pawns.
2: <laughs> Just abandoned them at the end. They're like, you know what? Yes. We're going to go this way and exactly. try not to be attached to you at all. Exactly. Even though we gave, we made you and we gave birth to you, but you know what? We're going to be over here with the powerful right. people and we're just going to let you guys right. save our own skin here.
0: Exactly. So, okay. Catherine and Jane and uh, the, the German and, and then it was Catherine again.
1: Catherine Howard. Yeah, Catherine okay, so Howard came was, after Anne of Cleves. That yep. was my
0: question. Is it w- I think it was Anne's cousin or second cousin. Yeah, I, I was going to
1: say, I think she was cousins to the yeah. Bowling Girls. Yeah,
0: they're
1: um, cousins with, yeah. yeah Keeping
0: it in the family. Bounces. I was about to say, it bounces <laughs> from Howard family to Seymour family. Um, and then ends up with a... His last wife is Parr. What is it? Is it Catherine Parr?
1: Yep. Um, I think so. Yeah.
0: And she ends up outliving him. Mm-hmm. As she did... That was like her third or fourth marriage. Like, I could see him being like, I'm I'm done. I'm out. You, you have been very high power. Just we'll get married. Um, And by older, I think she was maybe 30. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Still of like age bearing. Yeah. Um, And he did recognize. According to what I've read, that Jane Seymour was his only. True. Oh, you know what? Time out. Betsy Bessie's son died shortly after Anne died. He did oh, not he did. He, I think he was still only fifteen or sixteen, but I totally got him confused with Jane's son who became king. Oh, with Ed, oh, Edward. The, yes. And oh, died Jeff. shortly after becoming king. Wow. Sorry if you've been like mentally yelling in your head the whole time
2: <laughs> oh. about that. Um, I have I mean, it sounded right when you said it. <laughs> so
0: um. <laughs> he had in this book three sons but i think only two sons overall um but he viewed jane as his one true life wife and one true love because she is the only one who gave him king a king a son
1: yeah
0: um which brings me back to something that i absolutely love about this book the foreshadowing the like very oh, heavy handed yes. <laughs> heavily handed foreshadowing of and cursing jane i mm-hmm. hope she dies in childbirth i was like okay yep well, we know that's going yep.
2: to happen. Oh, gee. she also has
1: a line before she starts pursuing the king. She has a line where she says that she'd put her neck on the block to have a chance at him. Yes, like, oh, yes. would you, Anne? Would you? Yeah,
0: well, you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. There's another. There's a couple more of those. It just makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. I, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, that's exactly what you should do—is make up. Yeah, foreshadowing lines and
2: little slips here and there. Yeah. Yes. Um... I will say I. One thing I didn't like about this book was the sheer number of parties that are described. Yes. I just That's... It just gets exhausting, which I'm, I'm sure yeah. is the intention, is to kind of, like, show, yeah. like, how tedious it got after a while. Like, okay, we're going to yes. have another party where we're going to drink and we're going to dance and there's going to be music and there's going to be a play. And I just... I was like, how are they still having ideas for these parties? Like, how is they? how right. are they not just having the same party over and over again? Well, right. in my mind,
0: these times don't really line up, but this was the time of, of Shakespeare. I mean, the Renaissance is either towards the end of King Henry's life. I mean, it is because Queen Elizabeth was around for the Renaissance. Mm. Um, and so they had all these playwrights, these you know fantastic playwrights. I think maybe that's what either um, Mary's son was a part of or a patron of, somehow he's related to William Shakespeare. Oh, wow. Um, and I could be, sorry if you're yelling at your head that that's completely wrong. Someone's son, I did a lot of like looking into family timelines <laughs> and stuff, um, someone's son at least frequented uh, the globe. Um, so yeah, it just it, it those two time periods don't line up in my head, but really they are they're very close together. So, you know, yes, it is tedious and yes, it gets mm-hmm. old, but they did have the entertainment.
1: Yeah. Oh, so. but the idea of always having to do a play where the king comes in in a mask and pretending not to know that it's him, yeah, oh. <laughs> the largest fattest man in the room. Right. Or at the beginning, the tallest. Yes. <laughs> and not so fat. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then Mary and having to basically. Yes, in the hunting. Yes. Yeah.
0: And what else do you do at um, courts? Politics, party, hunt,
1: eat, drink, yeah. eat, and drink. So the tapestry, or yeah, embroider yes. the tapestry.
0: Shirts for the poor people. Right. Your husband's shirts. Oh my God. I totally oh, forgot that, that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. that blow up oh that's right because Catherine was still sewing your shirts yes
2: Yep. oh gosh
0: I was like can you just not leave this woman anything and the answer is no because they tried to take her christening gown
1: oh that <laughs> one killed me because she's like she brought that from Spain I don't care the princess was yes. baptized in it I want it for, for our daughter and he tried but just like leave this woman alone you have done enough to Catherine yes poor Catherine
2: yeah. It was really hard. Like, at at the beginning, I was kind of like, okay, I get, I get that like Anne's the one that actually ends up with him, historically, and so I was like, kind of like, okay, maybe this will be okay, and then she just kept, uh, she was just so mean and awful. Yes, <laughs> she's <laughs> quite awful. <gasps> um. Just terrible. Like just at like the badgering this woman, and then the way she oh, gosh, the, the fights that they would have where she would, like, blow up at him and, like, scream oh, and yes. say, no, no, yes. I don't forgive you. And then, like, they would, like, fall on each other in the bedroom and then the... <laughs> that's how they would resolve yeah. things.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Because oh, uh, the turning point was the, after his fall, well, Joustie and her hunting, I can't remember, um, and it was, like, she turned to, you know, away angry and it was, like, if he could have followed, maybe things would be different but all she reminded him of was that she was young and he was not yeah yeah so um are you going to read any more of these Ileana?
2: i i'm I'm curious about the is it the virgin's lover
1: the virgin's lover yeah it's about um let's see
2: i think i yeah i have it here
1: (laughs) about queen elizabeth and how um robert dudley yes that sounds good. the question of the two of them together and then his wife found dead and the scandal and the this and the that
2: i need to read it if there's a murder yeah fully reading it yeah like i gotta i gotta check this out that one sounds really interesting to me i don't know why yeah it's just because i i just love that they that she was called the virgin queen and it's just like come on no one actually believes that right god i hope not god i really hope she didn't die
1: that's just too much pent-up stress and for That's the life of awful. me, I can't actually remember if, if she has any sex in the book. I can't remember. <laughs> God, I really oh hope so. I'm going to have to
2: reread this. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh,
0: so how does this differ from your normal reading habits? I mean, is this something that you would have picked up on your own? or? Uh,
2: I mean, I definitely, I've read historical fiction in the past. I just have never read um, something like this close to history, Mostly, most of the historical fiction I read takes place in a certain timeline. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Charlie, do not bark. That's not him barking, I'm sorry. worried.
2: Oh. <laughs> okay, we're good. Okay. Um, so I've read books in other, like, that take place in a certain timeline, in a certain location. Right. Um, but nothing as specific as this book, where it's very clearly a certain time, a certain moment, you know, characters or actual people... In history, Um, so the speci- specificity of this book is definitely out of the normal, uh, out of the norm for me, Um, and it's it was interesting to like for i for like a week I didn't do any research because I just kind of wanted to sit with it. I was like, mm. I don't want to find out that all this isn't true, <laughs> and it turns out like almost all of it is not true. <laughs> um, So I was like, I just wanted to sit with the story and enjoy the fact that this happened to the characters and when I did finally find out it was like a good good passing of time to be like okay all right so this (laughs) is this is the fictional part in the historical novel yes
1: um I don't think I've actually read much other historical fiction except for her work yes um I'm trying to think if there's anything else but I really I like her stuff I mean I I say this knowing that she took certain liberties here and there but i like the idea of a story that gives a voice to someone who doesn't really have one yes when you think of the bowling girls you think of anne because she was the queen so even though there's there's a lot of inaccuracies you can't use this as you know like a history book like text um <laughs> i do like that idea um so the other book that i had thought of to to pick for today was wicked i love that book
2: oh
0: so much. good that's a good book too so much. I, I
2: actually read that one
0: okay yeah. Yeah. good
2: yeah, that is a heavily
1: political book. Yes. It is. It is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, I thought of something. Sorry. But, don't, no, go ahead. The Birthing Chamber and how terrible that <gasps> oh, sounds. Yes! <laughs> yes! Yes. That sounds awful. Oh, yes. my God. I go? so, she went in, like, a month before the baby was born. Yes. Right. And I assume they take off the corset, like, you're in uh, just yes. a gown by that
0: point, like, if not just yes. naked.
1: Like, oh, um, gee, thanks. I'm eight months pregnant. You can finally take this corset off of yes. me now. <laughs> and then Only to go
2: into a room with no windows, apparently.
0: Yes, yes. no windows. Yes. People do still visit.
2: Yes, they do. Um,
0: oh. Up until, like, what, a day before or a week before or something? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, Christ, that sounds mm-hmm. terrible. You can't do anything because they don't want right. to hurt the baby. So can you breathe right. or is it literally... Just laying there for twenty four hours. Oh my
2: god, that sounds so miserable.
1: That sounds awful. Oh gosh. Awful. And then if right. no one visited
2: you, all you had was right. like the midwives around you.
1: Right. The midwives, who she said were telling horror stories of like her horror birthing stories. <sighs> uh, yeah.
2: Because
0: there were no back then. Nope. No. Nope.
1: Nope. There were not.
0: Never having <sighs> kids, but nope. I am definitely not going into a <laughs> chamber. To have... A month before. Oh my god.
1: And then six weeks after I think it was, whenever something she could like get that. churched or something. Yeah. Which I did yeah. look that up just to see and it. it was like a blessing they would get from the church after they had the baby. Okay. Um and I almost read it like, Oh, is this like a hey, good job, you survived the birthing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it that? Or is it like you you can go birth again? Oh god. Who would want to <laughs> after oh. being in that room for so long? I don't oh know, my god. But- what, with her second kid, oh. she couldn't stop bleeding? That's a
2: problem, yes. guys. That's oh. a problem. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. And then the, like... they came in with, like, a wad of cotton. And they're like, yes. I've heard that, like, you just shove this up as far as you can go. And that and will, like, five. hold. Yeah. 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 i just like. Like, okay, so this is the tampon
1: in the 1500.
2: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <I'm laughs> like, maybe that's why you can't have kids anymore. And. Yes. <laughs> you keep shoving
1: things up here. Oh. <laughs>
0: And they don't clean regularly. Oh, yeah. Mary throws a fit almost every time she's clean. Like, I took a bath last week.
1: Right. Take another one.
0: Yes. (laughs) All the hair brushing. Oh, God. Yes. But we do brush everybody's hair a thousand times. Probably because they have so many bobby pins in it.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hold it up. And if you take whichever headdress thing you have off. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes, I do have to say, as an eighteen-year-old girl, the talking of the French ways to keep mm-hmm. your uh, husband—oh my god—was so scandalous. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Yes. I <laughs> did I love like how like that.
0: <coughs> they use like, their their tongue, guys. Yes. Oh like, my god. Oh, it's adorable.
1: Just Mary had so much kind of a little bit of fun at Anne's expense giving her those tips on how to keep <laughs> Henry
2: interested without actually having sex so you yes. can't average. which I found really hard to believe because Anne was in the French court longer than Mary yes. was like yes right. come on like, Anne what the do. what the heck were you doing in French court she if you weren't learning <laughs> the French ways right
0: yes but I do like that Mary kind of in a very progressive kind of thing is like when she's talking to um, her second husband And he is scandalized about something. And she is like, I am a whore. I was the king's whore. Like, what do you want? Like, this is who I am. Yeah. You know, like, you knew this. Stop being scandalized.
1: Right. So. Right. Like, he kind of laid it out for her. I don't have a lot. I'm not a king, obviously. Yes. It'll be a farm. This is what we'll do. This will be our lives. I don't, I have nothing. And then for her, when she had to lay that out to him, like, you know, you know these stories. You just yes. seem to not want to acknowledge them. But exactly. you're going to have to because this
2: is reality.
0: Yes. They were so perfect yeah. for each other.
2: They I know. Were. They were super sweet. Too. When he was courting her.
0: Yes. Oh, when he pretended to be seasick.
2: Yes. Oh. I still swim. Very it's smooth.
1: Very smooth. It was very sweet.
0: Very smooth. Yeah.
1: Hey, guys. And read I- this book. Learn how to court. <laughs> yes. I did read that historians think that that was an actual, like, love match, though, um, because he was, like, the second son. He didn't have, like, great yeah. prospects or something. So I really like that, too. <laughs> yes. That in real life, it seemed like she did find some happiness, but she, like you said before, that she she was a little poor. Like, it wasn't
0: Yeah. I don't think she ever came happy. back to court. Like, Mm-mm. in the book, she's banished, and the right. banishment happened, but I don't think she ever came back.
1: Right. I think... I think her secret wedding to Stafford upset both Anne and the king. Yes. And then it was Anne who kind of relented and sent her like a gold cup or something to try to help. Yes. Um, but she didn't actually go back to, to court.
0: Yeah. Which I understand why they did for the book. I mean.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. She can't but. tell that side of the story if she's not there.
0: Exactly. But I think that is also how she
2: didn't lose her head. You
0: know.
1: Yes. Also. Yes. Um, yes.
2: Yes. Yeah, it was, it was definitely, there was, like, they were questioning George, they were questioning, you know, all of Anne's ladies, they were questioning mm-hmm. anyone who was connected to Anne, and right. miraculously, Mary <laughs> doesn't get questioned. Yes. Her Even sister.
1: Yeah. Her She ran into her
2: uncle
0: and her dad, and neither of them turned her. I mean, I get it, but that could have done a little bit more. Less conveniently, I guess. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Just. Um, I do like that Catherine was with her, Catherine the daughter was with, and.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, when she was in the tower.
0: Yes, and the, the view of a mother watching her daughter come to court, at essentially the same age that she was when yeah. she was, you know, to be married. Mm-hmm. Um. It was kind of, yeah. I mean, overall, Mary is an idiot. But she is a great narrator. Narrator. Yes. I just, I love her. I'm glad she ended up happy. Yes.
1: Yeah. So much. Yeah. I think she got her happy ending in the book. Yes. Yeah.
2: I will say that one of the things that um, I found mildly upsetting um, was just how much pressure they were under to impress him and like everything that they were thinking of doing to try and get to stay on his good side like it was Mm -hmm. just so exhausting and he was so emotionally stunted it was just like yes i i would like all because i mean i know that it's there's been a couple of articles out now about like emotional um what is it emotional labor or emotional like when you're doing most of the work in the relationship to keep things chill Mm -hmm. and how um and how they were, like, essentially doing that. Like, they were doing all of the work to keep this okay. going. And to keep his whim going in their direction. Yes.
1: Right.
2: Um, and it was just it was frustrating because it's, in that regard, a lot has changed, but not enough. Yes. Um, right. And this is, like, not to, you know, stand on my pedest- or stand on a box and be like, men are awful. That's not what <laughs> I'm saying at all. I'm just saying.
0: No, because there's plenty of women that do it, too.
2: Exactly there are definitely plenty of women who do it. um but just the whole like how much they worked for it, how much they how much time they spent thinking about other people rather than themselves, and well, what made them happy
0: simultaneously only thinking of themselves, uh, yeah, uh,
2: yes, yes, yeah, yeah.
1: you, know. yeah, he was very frustrating to me, um, I mean, I know he's the king, and like you said, the court is there for him. But I found him very frustrating that you had two children with Mary. Because in the book, it's very clear her husband was sent away. She she had Anne as her bedmate. Like she was not with anyone else but the king. These kids were his kids. So you had two kids with her, and now you've moved on to her sister, and you have zero shame. You're kind of. I think there's one point where Anne kind of blows up a little bit at him, and he turns to Mary for advice. Like. There's no acknowledgement of your history with, yeah, with no. Mary. <laughs> yeah, none yeah. whatsoever. He
0: is definitely a person who loves to fall in love and <clears throat> get him what, it, what he needs, and that's mm-hmm. all he cares. But yeah, right. no, and then he's moving on to the next person he could fall in love yes,
1: with. Yes, especially because if he does, doesn't get what he needs, a son, because what he really wants is a son, he will cut your hair off.
0: So, okay, so what are you guys going to read next that's not the book for the podcast?
1: Um, I'm gonna read The Devil in the White City. Uh, oh, My really? husband read it. Yeah, my husband read it, and he was kind of talking about like, okay, I need to read this when you're done. Give it to me. And then he finished it, and then I started The Other Bullying Girl. It's like, okay, so those will have to wait until after. But yeah, that that will be the next one.
0: That's the one about the serial killer in Chicago, right? Yep. Let me know yep. what you think of that. With the
1: I... World's Fair. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I think Leonardo is it... DiCaprio is adapting that.
2: Yes, I thought so too, yeah. There's also a tour in Chicago you can take oh, called really? Oh, really? the Devil in the White City Tour. I mean, I feel mm. like Dawn, who lives near Chicago or in Chicago, was talking about going on some kind of tour that was... Mm. It sounded like she said the Devil in the White City, but I could be mm. mixing that up, but it sounded like it was a tour that you could go on. I mean, Jack Ripper you know, has a museum, probably. so yeah, it's probably <laughs> a thing.
0: Because <laughs> yeah. he... Uh, who is it? It's not... I keep wanting to say J.J. Abrams. It's definitely not him. H.H. Uh, <laughs> H. H. Holmes. H.H. H. Holmes. H.H. Holmes. <laughs> I knew once I said J.J. Abrams, it got it out of my head. It would right. come
1: up. You get to the right answer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <That's> so good. <laughs> Sorry, J.J. Abrams. Um, so, yeah, let me know how that is. I, it's definitely I been on my list. I will.
1: Um, it's the, some of the stuff that Chris was telling me. It's like, this is just crazy. The stuff that this guy did with the setup of his murder mansion like it's so
0: fascinating
1: yeah because i've recently gotten into true crime like my favorite murder i've been listening to that so (laughs) yeah it's like as soon as you're done with this i'm gonna have to read this
2: uh iliana what are you gonna read next uh so i started and then put down to read the other bullying girl i started a book that is actually um related to the book we're going to read next okay um it's it kind of in the same universe. Um, it is it is recognized on the Wikipedia page as being part of the same universe, but it's not official. It's, like, I guess when he wrote it, um, and I forget the author's name at the moment, um, when he wrote it, he was interested in submitting it to that universe, and then, like it, it, I guess it, it never got officially recognized, because a lot of the, there, there'll be other novels in this universe, um, and they'll say, like, a novel of... Um, Border Town or a novel of Borderlands. Okay. And this one doesn't say that, uh, but it's clearly in the same universe. It has the same, like, if it wasn't, I would be really curious as to what kind of copyright infringement was happening there, because there's a lot of ideas that are very similar. And so I just consider it part of the same universe, whether or not it's officially recognized. It's recognized on the Wikipedia page, which is good enough for me.
0: Exactly. Um, What's it
2: called? Uh, it is called uh, The Last Hot Time. And it is kind of like a detective noir novel.
0: Oh, that's right. You showed me the cover of this. Yes. it has This an, is a great cover.
2: It is an amazing cover. It is, it is what I, I can't stop looking at the cover. Um, and so much so that I'm like trying to find out who did the original illustration. Okay. Because not every version of this book has that cover. Really? Um. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of one of those things um, that I'm trying to chase down at the moment. Cause I really want to find out more about the artist. Cause it's, it's really well done. Like, yeah, Character placement and lighting and like content it it really it's kind of the reason I picked up the book in the first place and then I found out it was part of this universe and I was like wait a minute (laughs) this is fate I need to read this book so that's the one I'm gonna pick up next
0: very cool well we are reading the essential border town next speaking of uh, yes the same era which is an anthology of short stories Um, the editor is. Kerry Windling and Delilah Sherman. So I guess the editors are. Um, and yeah, this will be fun. I haven't, uh, we haven't done a short, you know, story anthology. Um, not sure if we're going to read the entire thing or just a couple of them. Um, we'll talk about that off air and I'll post what we decide to do. Um, but yeah, this, I'm excited. I love elves and trying to decide if they're good or evil. So,
2: And this book will definitely, like, kind of put you in that position of deciding whether you agree with them or whether you don't or whether you're on the side of the humans. So I kind of enjoy that kind of making you think which side you would be on if you existed in the universe of the book.
0: Fascinating. I cannot wait. Um, And you are welcome to read along with us, listeners. Uh, Do you guys have anything you want to plug? Um,
2: I have an Instagram. That I should probably start updating now that I keep, I've I've mentioned it on, um, another podcast and I have to, I've gotten two followers since that podcast. I was like, I should probably start posting on it. Um, but this will give me the motivation to start posting more on my Instagram, which is, um, pangolina, which is the animal pangolin with an A at the end. So pangolina on Instagram. And you were on Best Acquaintances. You can, you I was. I it. was yes. on Best Acquaintances with Emily Bennett and Ollie Brady. And they are very fun. And their podcast is very great. And yes. you should listen to it.
0: Especially your episode. It was a delight. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, do you have anything you'd like to plug?
2: I don't
1: yet. Okay. I'm. My husband and I have some ideas for a couple podcasts. So I'm hoping that we get those off and running. So I don't want to say anything yet in case okay. we I don't. But <laughs> hopefully soon.
0: I've got two that are coming out later this summer, but one of them is a cook, cooking podcast where Ooh. we take a recipe and both try it, and then my co-host, who is Joe Shulman, um, you can listen to his episodes of one or two, and his seven-year-old daughter critiques the food. Um, oh, my gosh. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. She I can't wait to hear that. Is I know. <laughs> so damn cute, and... And then the other one is a fairy tale retellings where we discuss original fairy tales and then five retelling versions, modern retellings. So
1: I like that.
0: All right. So our next episode comes out, I think, July 9th. Um, So we'll be back on July 9th. Uh, Until then, you can find us on uh, iTunes and Stitcher or wherever you find podcasts. Um, If you could be so kind and leave a rating and or a review, um, it'd be nice. Uh, but outside of that, you can find us at the website judgingbookcovers.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter at JBC Podcast, uh, Instagram at Judging Book Covers Podcast, or you can send us an email at judgingcoverspodcast at gmail.com. See you next time.